Welcome back into the Dead Arm Sports Podcast live on a Thursday. Football is back. Game of the week, Bears Commandos. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> Not great, Bob. Not great at we've all. Had, we've, we've had some, like, so opening week was obviously epic on, for the Thursday night game with... Um, Bills Rams. Well, uh Bills Rams. Yeah. So like that was awesome. Next week, Chargers Chiefs. One of the better games that we've seen all season. And then you go Browns Steelers, Jacoby versus Mitch Trubisky. Then you go Dolphins Bengals. Of course, you know, the all the Tua stuff and like that. So that was ugly. Bengals get an ugly win. Finally in that game, Dolphins scored 15 points. So <laughs> Ikes. And then last week was maybe the worst game, that uh, by far the worst game of the year, 12-9 in overtime. They had to take it to overtime. They had to just subject us to more <laughs> of this garbage. Yes. <laughs> and now we get Commander's Bears, so... It's going to be epic. <laughs> Amazon, come on now. You paid enough money for this. Get your... Get your shit together. <laughs> yeah. Get your shit together, dog. Can we, can we start the flex schedule yet? Flex out games? <laughs> <laughs> flex Thursday games? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wouldn't have a whole lot of great options this week but <laughs> to flex in, but we'll get there when we get there. Cool. In lieu of our question of the day today, it's almost college football playoff uh, seeding time of the year where we'll get our first rankings reveal. So Joe and I thought we would kick off the show with our top six college football teams. And Joe, what we're going to do here is we're going to go four through one. So we'll get our playoff teams that are currently in there and then two that are on the outside looking in. So I don't know if you want to go four, I'll go four, or if you just want to go four through one and then I'll go my four through one and go that route but i will uh, I'll, I'll i'll go four through one and then and then hand it off sounds good probably easier to easier to track um <clears throat> number four on my in my top six right now is alabama um they struggled i mean yes bryce young was out but they still struggled with a texas a&m team this past week that they have no business to lose or to even play a close game to, even if it was a backup quarterback. We saw that back. We saw we saw the backup QB last week run train all over Arkansas when when Bryce Young went out, especially in the fourth quarter. And at least my assumption was, okay, they're gonna they're gonna just do that same. They're gonna just do. You know, put up the same kind of an offense, you know, run heavy. And it was run heavy. Jameer Gibbs had another awesome game. He is a he is an absolute monster at at running back. Uh right now it's right now it's between him and Bijan Robinson for top running back. You know, if you're if you're looking at Doak Walker futures. Uh but they struggled with Texas AM and I can't put them above four right now, just just the way that that shook out. Bryce Young is right now uh, certainly not – it's not a lock for him to play against Tennessee right now. It looks like he's going to more than likely. But, you know, coming off a pretty serious shoulder injury that cost him the second half of that Arkansas game and all of last week, you don't know how how he's necessarily going to perform – and it just doesn't look like the same dominant Alabama team that we've seen over the past decade, really. <laughs> I mean, some of these top Alabama teams. So I'm going to Alabama at four. Number, number three, SEC preview to this week, Tennessee. I They have been sincerely dominant in all of their games so far. Haven't played great competition. I mean, their their top win this year was... I mean, you could say either Florida or LSU, but those are two SEC teams that are kind of... You know, they're having a little bit more of down years than you generally see out of those teams. However, they looked extremely impressive, and Hayden Hooker looks like the real deal. Josh Heupel, as their head coach, looks like he's helped to really turn that program around, so I like them at the number three spot. Uh, number two, I'm going to put Georgia there. 
I have major concerns about that offense, the way that they were not able to just absolutely blow out Mizzou. Uh, two weeks ago, yes, they put up they they won forty two to ten this past week against Auburn, but Auburn is they might end up canning their coach by year's end. So Auburn Auburn's an absolute mess right now. Uh, and I, so I I just have question marks with Georgia's offense. That defense is still really strong. Gonna have another probably four guys going the first round this year in in the uh this upcoming NFL draft, but I just have question marks about the offense. Stetson Bennett looks to be just fine, not the guy that we saw in the college football playoff. But the bigger concern is their running game that has been largely non-existent. Of course, losing Zamir White and uh James Cook is going to be is going to hurt but they have done nothing on the ground this year really it's uh, so question marks on their offense and then Ohio State is my number one team uh offense is absolutely rolling we know their skill position guys uh Egbuka, Travion Henderson uh wide receivers Julian Fleming Jackson Smith and Jigba Marvin Harrison Jr to name a few They've gotten more wide receivers beyond them. And then, of course, C.J. Stroud uh, leading that offense. I'm not saying their defense is anything to write home about, but they've played well enough so far to, uh, you know, make me feel pretty confident to give them that number one spot in college football. Sounds Why don't you run through your top four? Sounds good. Um, I have most of the same that you do for the most part. Number four, I've got Clemson still in there right now. Clemson's undefeated. They're starting Never to turn lost. turn around the program right now too a little bit. They were really shaky to start off the year, and we were both talking on our podcast wondering, are they going to fall off here? Which game are they going to lose coming up? And they found ways to win, had a dominant performance in Boston College last week, only giving up three points. And uh, DJ Ukulele looks like he's righted the ship a little bit and is looking quite a bit better. So that's um, definitely doing better there too. But So I've got Clemson at four. We'll see if they can hold on. There's a couple teams that I'll reveal in a little bit here that are right on their heels. Number three, I've got Alabama. Again, like you had mentioned, Alabama, you could put them at four as well. I don't mind where you have them either. Shaky right now. Again, almost lost last week without Bryce Young. But, again, they had Bryce Young at Texas, and they (laughs) almost lost that game on the road in a tough environment. Really haven't been tested too much yet for the most part i mean they played an arkansas team that wasn't what everybody thought they were texas a&m they yeah. aren't who we thought they were <laughs> <They're> not <laughs> so number two i've got ohio state in there ohio state you could put into that one spot i don't mind them where you have them as well but i'm curious to see once we get into the nitty-gritty here coming up they hadn't played a road game i don't think until last week i mean they <laughs> literally played the entire month of September at home and and the, and the horseshoe is one of the best one of the best offense or one of the best uh home, field home environments yeah. in in the yeah so yep. so but that offense is really dynamic curious to see they'll have Michigan at home this year going to have a tough road game uh you'd imagine that would be the whiteout game at Penn State so we'll see what ends up happening there do we and know then, that's a night game has that been confirmed? I sure I'm hope sure it is. I'm sure it will be, yeah. Better be. Yep. Penn State right now, top 10 team. Yep. And then I've got Georgia in the number one spot right now for obvious reasons. They've been fairly good throughout the season. Yes, their offense is suspect. That defense, though, is fairly solid. They've given it's- up some late points in games. Some of their scores look a little bit more close than they actually were where they have allowed maybe they've let up a little bit in the second half when they were up by a decent amount but it's not the dominant defense they had last year but it's still it's still pretty solid in keeping their offense in check yeah I'm 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 cool flip-flopping Ohio State Georgia I that's that's a 50-50 for me so we I think we both probably could have at least I could have gone either way on that one yep all right, who do you have at five and six, Joe? I got your number four at five, Clemson. Uh, yeah, like you like you mentioned, uh, Uyunglele has really seemed like he's 
taking command of that uh, at, at that quarterback position. I think maybe he saw that Cade Klubnik is legit the way that, you know, when he came in and filled in uh, for the end of the game against Florida State a few weeks back, maybe we're looking a month back at this point, and said, okay, I'm, I can't, <laughs> I'm going to lose this job unless I'm really good. And he's been really good since, especially once they've started running the ball with him. I mean, it, a lot of QB draws, a lot of QB options uh, with DJ, and I think that that's really helped that defense, or that offense. I have questions about their defense, but they've been able to score enough where I can feel pretty comfortable putting them in there as a as a top-five team. Number six, number one scoring team in the country, UCLA. Right. I'm going there. I have been – it was between them, you know, honorable mention, USC – um, you know, reason I don't put Michigan in there is just, I just don't know if that offense is explosive enough, but those two offenses at UCLA, USC, I could flip flop six, six and seven there. That's, that's my six and seven. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean with Chip Kelly who has, you know, made national title games in the past, very experienced, uh, quarterback and, that again, scoring forty-two points a game—that's that's baller. They and they really showed me something against Utah this past week. So, which really that was their first test of the season. So for them to really control that entire game, I have to give them a massive amount of credit. Um, USC's been awesome all season as well, but again, has USC's toughest test thus far has been Oregon State at Oregon State and you know I mean Oregon State that talent versus Utah's talent not necessarily that comparable so I have to give the edge to UCLA over USC here and that's why I've got UCLA here at six sounds good I have Tennessee at number five. That win last week at LSU put them into the top five for me, and I, I think they are legit. I'm curious to see. We'll be previewing that game here in a second. But, I, again, tough uh, tough home test against Alabama coming into town. And then number six, I did flip-flop. I've got USC in there, and UCLA would be the next closest in there. I just The talent on USC, I think, is just one that is going to keep them steady throughout the season. And we'll see if UCLA starts facing some adversity. I believe that's the second to last game of the season's USC UCLA. So we'll get to a good, that's gonna be amazing, good fun matchup. I hope I, I I hope they both go into that game undefeated. That'd be awesome. That would be really cool and a true test with them too. Some of those Pac-12 road games, but no, I see a noticeable one. Um, we'll just let's. Well, I guess so we, we went over six. We had none of the same top. None no. of the same in the top six. Nope, we did not. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, we should not do the AP rankings. <laughs> <laughs> would probably be better at it. We could be found at Dead Arms. Speaking Sport. of, hey, hey, shout out before we, you know, you mentioned AP rankings. Shout out James Madison. Yeah, cracking the top five. Five games deep into, the, into their FBS existence. And they're cracking the top 25. Awesome. That is, that is awesome. Yes, it is. <laughs> We can be found at Dead Arm Sports, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out on Facebook at Dead Arm Sports. Type in Dead Arm Sports Sports into the search bar on YouTube. You'll find our page. Subscribe. Click the bell. You'll know when our live episodes drop and other videos. Monitor in the chat so that way you can ask us any questions there. If we're not live on there, don't fret. You can still get your questions answered. You can find Jell at Das Jell. That's at D-A-S-J-E-L. I can be found at Das JPEC. That's at D-A-S-J-P-E-C. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite listening platform. We'll send some sticker swag your way. All you have to do is send us a screenshot of that review. Week 7 NCAA preview. Holy matchups this week. I have a boner. (laughs) (laughs) This is an unbelievable slate. Let's just, we've talked about these two teams a little bit, so we probably don't have to talk a ton about this matchup gel, but Alabama traveling to Tennessee, biggest game of the college football season so far. Biggest matchup 
that Tennessee has hosted in quite some time. Both teams undefeated. We don't know Bryce Young's status yet. Game day going back to Knoxville for a second time already this season. I mean, this it doesn't get much bigger than this SEC battle. Certainly, certainly the yeah. I mean, certainly the <laughs> you see you you go back to week one and it was number three Ohio State versus number five Notre Dame and we thought oh my god what a great week yep. one matchup <laughs> Notre Dame still sucks but <laughs> this is no this is yeah I mean I, I I hope that Bryce Young plays yeah it's gonna be a little disappointing if he doesn't because you just want the best of both teams here. Oh, a Tennessee win over Alabama without Bryce Young there is it just doesn't you know it just doesn't feel it's not going to feel as significant it's not going to feel as as big of a W so I I'm sitting here and and as much as I am likely going to be rooting for Tennessee in this game well I should say absolutely <laughs> I hope Bryce Young is there so that yeah. it is a it is a you know best versus the best on both teams but When's the last time Tennessee has been ranked this high? Like 2000, 2001, maybe? Yeah, probably their national championship season, I would have to Which, imagine. you know, that, that T. Martin season, which I think was 2000. Yeah. I mean, that's – which is nuts. So, it's pretty cool. Like I said, I, I, I think that the way that we've seen these two teams play, especially over the last few weeks, we saw Alabama struggle with Texas against a team that had a legitimate quarterback in Quinn Ewers. We've seen Hayden Hooker – all season long, he looks like the part, and I, I mean, I give credit to you, man. You you called that before the season, before we got into this season. I got to give you credit because you were definitely right on on Hayden Hooker making a big difference this season in this Tennessee team, and and we we've seen it all season long, like you said, two undefeated teams, but Alabama's had. They've had a few shaky games, few very, you know, the obviously mentioned the Texas game, Texas A&M last week. Yes, no Bryce Young, but still A&M's been a disappointment and they were they hung in there all game long with Alabama. In so Tuscaloosa too. In at, yeah, at home for yeah. So this is, you know, a, a you know, a road test. Top one of the top performing quarterbacks on the season so far in Hooker, Josh Heupel has to have he he's got this program rolling. So I'm in. I'm in. this is this is I guess I can't be out. This is the game of this is the game of the year so far. So yeah, I'm just excited to see it, and I think it I think it ends up being a really really close tight knit game. Yeah, I'm just excited, too, because we'll finally get to see, is Tennessee a pretender or a contender in this college football playoff? And no better test than Alabama, the, <laughs> the perennial national powerhouse coming into town to put you in your place, or you put them in your place and start making a name for yourself and start getting into talks of, all right, can we keep this undefeated train rolling to our Georgia matchup in a couple weeks here, too, so... And a tough test down the road for Tennessee, but man, they could uh, do some wonders with their uh, college playoff hopes here in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to go down back to the big 12 and shit. I have, to, I guess I'm bringing up Oklahoma again, <laughs> facing at home against Kansas. We know, you know, Jaden Daniel, it sounds like he's out for the season major shoulder injury that was confirmed today. We're, we're recording on a Tuesday that was confirmed today uh, on, on Tuesday that he's done. And that leaves Kansas. And I can't, I still can't believe this spread the way that Oklahoma has been playing lately. That leaves Kansas as an eight and a half point dog. I get that Jalen Daniel has been obviously a major spark for this Kansas offense, mm -hmm. but Oklahoma doesn't have an offense. So I just kind of question that line. It is in it is uh at Oklahoma. I just think eight and a half points is a bit much. Lance Leopold obviously is one of the better offensive coaches in the country right now, at least out of the guys that went into this season as somewhat unknown unknown dudes and 
I'm sh- I'm just kind of shocked at that line, but I I think it's going to be extremely competitive even with Jalen Daniels being out. Yeah, and right now I don't have it up in front of me. I'm not sure on Dylan Gabriel's status for that game either. He was out in the Red River shootout last week. He warmed up and then they went into the locker room and they came back out and uh, no pads on. But yeah, it's yeah. Ven- Venables said that he expects him back, okay. which would make a difference, yeah. but. He wasn't necessarily lighting it up no, either not before, before offense, his injury. Yeah, their offense just hasn't clicked like it did in the Lincoln-Riley days. But Oklahoma, I mean, this is pretty much as must-win as it gets for your season. Like, you can't go 0-4 in your last four and start a four-game skid here. And if you're Kansas, this is a great way to bounce back after a tough TCU game at home. Again, they hung right in there in that game, but – Going to be a tough road environment. Oklahoma fans are going to be wanting they're to pissed. win. They're upset. They're pissed. So, yeah, <laughs> I. The spread I think is a big uh, kick in the nuts to Kansas, but I, I don't know. I I think Oklahoma does bounce back in this one. But, um, let's stay in the uh, Big Twelve here and go to another unbeaten battle and go to the Cowboys versus the Horned Frogs, Oklahoma State at TCU. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> TCU, a three and a half point favorite at home right now, but this is going to be a great quarterback battle. Spencer Sanders, Max Dugan here in this one, and. This is uh, pretty much to see who stays undefeated and has the leg up on taking home a Big 12 championship, getting into that championship game. So this is a huge matchup here. I'm excited for it. And who who thought we'd have so many Big 12 games we've been excited for it's, this season? I, it's been it, – there's been – over these past few weeks, I've been shocked at how much Big te- Big 12 and Pac-12 we've been talking. But there's – I mean, they're, they're more – loaded than I guess we thought I just good teams and of course those are the two conferences that seem to be uh you know potentially crumbling with the SEC and the Big Ten coming in and trying to scoop those uh those programs up but I think Spencer Sanders is my favorite quarterback to watch in the country right now I just I I love you know ground game what he's able to do or what he's able to do on the ground and he's got a sweet arm. He's not, you know, the biggest dude. He's just kind of a little short, stocky, quick dude. <laughs> he's just so much he's just so much damn fun to watch. And TCU has obviously been awesome this season, especially the way they just absolutely wiped out Oklahoma two weeks ago and then took care of business this past week. But I I think we're in I think we're looking at like you know, good old fashioned Big Twelve shootout, like a fifty-five, fifty-one type of game yeah, here, I can which see that. haven't had one of those yet. You know, at least between two top teams yet this season. So this is going to be a fun one. If that over/under is at like seventy, I think you gotta you gotta dive into that over right now. I would think so. Yeah. Let me let me look that up in a sec here. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll look it up while you uh, bring up your next game, Jill. Got to hop over to the Big Ten for the Big Ten game of the week, and that is Penn State at Michigan. Penn State's been awesome all year, jumping into that top ten of the that AP top ten. This is going to be the big big noon kickoff. Of, Sixty-eight and a half. Oh fuck! I am I am pounding the shit on that over. I'm gonna. Once I'm done, I'm I'm bet I'm I'm putting down a little quiche. Uh responsibly, of course. Yeah, you know, for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> uh no, I mean Penn State's looked awesome this year. Their offense has actually been like somewhat responsible, which is great. Um uh, Michigan's offense has been somewhat questionable. Both teams' defenses are obviously awesome. Michigan has, you know, they're they're Majority of their offense is on the ground, and that's what I think is going to leave Penn State. It's going to allow them to stay in this game. I think if this, I, I give the edge to Michigan here just because they are at home. But I think that if this game was at uh, Beaver at Stadium, Sta- Beaver Stadium, Stadium. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait, what's the? I was trying to think of the state, Beaver Stadium. Which doesn't make any sense. No. They're not beavers. <laughs> uh, interesting. 
if that, if this game was at Beaver Stadium, I, I, I think this is a 50-50 battle. I guess I give the edge, you know, games at the big house, but so I give it to Michigan, but this is this is probably the Big Ten game of the year thus far here, Penn State at Michigan. Yeah, nope, I had this one written down too, and this will tell us a lot and give one of these teams the inside track to going up against Ohio State to see who represents the Big Ten East of this year. Penn State, yeah, traveling to the big house. Big house is going to be fired up. Penn State's had a week to prepare for this game. They did have a bye last week, so they should be well-rested up here. And I'm just curious to see what this Michigan team looks like because, to me, the last couple weeks, they haven't looked good. They struggled against Maryland, barely came up with a victory there. Iowa... You only put up, what, three touchdowns there, and that was a pretty close game for a while. And, by the way, shout-out to Iowa. Losing at Illinois last week, 9-6. to six. Talk about a Why shit game. Why are they – come on. <laughs> Talk about a shit game. And I feel bad for anybody in attendance there. But – and then they, Michigan, yeah, they ended up handling Indiana this last week in Bloomington, but – that was a really close game going into that late third quarter into the fourth quarter. So not really impressive offensively lately. So I'm curious, Penn state's been rolling. They had a huge win at Auburn earlier this season. Granted, yes, it's Auburn. They're not that great, but still a tough sec road environment to go to. And that was a pretty decent game. Um, But yeah, no, I'm, I'm curious to see here if Michigan, one of these teams, is going to be a pretender here, um, both undefeated right now, and we'll see uh, what happens on Saturday. My next game. Oh, oh no, this is yours. Yes, sir. I am going out west, and Utah has been struggling a lot lately. USC is coming into town, and just curious. USC, like you had said a little bit earlier on, haven't been tested a ton this year, and what Oregon State was their toughest game so far on the road and going to Utah. Utah struggled. They're on a little bit of a slide right now. Um, but just curious to see if Utah bounces back, the home crowd gets into it here. Maybe give a tough test to USC here. Yeah, I I I think Utah has a super legit shot here. The strength of Utah is you know, the strength of USC is their skill players wide receivers dbs some nice linebackers obviously caleb williams at qb and and a nice back in travis die but where they where usc struggles is both on the offensive and defensive lines and that's where utah's best i i i'm I'm tempted to give the edge here to utah especially this being at home i think it could be an ugly game i think it i i don't I don't think it's I don't expect a whole lot of scoring. The question is can USC make enough expl- ex- explosive plays here against Utah because if SC is sitting there expecting to have long drives and you know, hey, we're going to have, you know, having eight plus play drives, I think they're mistaken. I think what they're going to need to do is have a few explosive touchdowns where, you know, Caleb drops a dime to uh uh any you know Jordan, Jordan Addison, Addison for example <laughs> like Mario Williams uh, <laughs> So I I think that they're going to be pretty reliant on some more explosive plays to be able to score here cuz I you know sustaining drives against this U- Utah defense is not going to be easy given that USC's offensive line is not their strength so I, I, I'm tempted to give the edge to Utah. I just question if USC is going to have enough, be able to make enough explosive plays here to get this W. Curious, too. I mean, USC, for how high they're ranked right now, three-and-a-half-point underdogs heading into Utah, so maybe a little chip on their shoulder heading into that matchup. And that for and they have to be three-and-a-half-point dogs for – I get, Vegas sees, it, sees this game probably the same way that I do, yeah. where – I think it's it's just going to be a struggle on the interior, you know, offensive defensive lines. A lot of times those games can, you know, these games can come down to that. And if Caleb has no time to throw and if they have a if they're able to put a spy on him, maybe eliminate some of his damage that he can do on the ground. Utah's 
I think Utah could totally win this game, and I think Vegas is thinking the same way. Yep. You have any uh, other games you want to throw out, Joe? Yeah, I. The, I mean, this NC State Syracuse game. I I'm kind of shocked that NC State hasn't fallen off down these rankings a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, they're they're sitting there hovering at 15, but they scooted by Florida State last week at home by two points in a 19-17 game. We haven't seen their offense do diddly squat really this season, putting up 20 points against a Clemson defense that had been rough all, you know, all season so far. I mean, it, question mark is that is that NC State offense and Syracuse has a super legit running game. Yeah, I think that this again ends up as another low scoring game, but I certainly don't. I certainly don't see NC State pulling off a W here. This game is being played in New York at Q's, so I, I got I got Q's taking away the W here, and NC State finally freaking finally. Well, I guess they did. They, they do have one loss, but. I think they're kind of a fraudulent five and one team right now. Yeah, I think they are too. Got handled the other week in Clemson, um, and yeah, we'll see you at Syracuse. Their whole key again, like you said, is a run game. Sean Tucker's phenomenal running back there. He's also a fun uh, Twitter follow. He recaps the games and tells how his performance is. So you should definitely uh, give him a follow on the old Twitter while you're following us at Dead Arm Sports Dos Gel and Dos JPEG. But uh, good work. <laughs> no, it'll be a good um good ACC battle there. And yeah, I would I'd probably lean Q's too, just with it being is it still the Carrier Dome? They changed the name yet, but it, that's. I don't know. They yeah. they probably changed it by now. <laughs> every stadium has uh, just about every stadium has a new name now. <laughs> right. Last game I want to give just a quick shout out to if Will Levis plays Mississippi State at Kentucky could be an absolute shootout and a really really fun game to watch. The other Will Will Rogers right now twenty one hundred yards, twenty two touchdowns, three interceptions, and in that Mike Leach. Mike Leach, <laughs> Mike baby. Leach offense. So, but no, if if Will Levis doesn't play, we just saw South Carolina go into Lexington last week and knock off Kentucky. Kentucky, not the same team without Will Levis. So, not really sure on his injury status. There's rumors he was in a boot last week. So, keeping an eye on that one. Again, this is just one that if uh, if both Wills are playing, I think this one has a uh, making of a fun SEC shootout, which you don't don't get to see too often. Levis did return to practice today, okay. so that's at least encouraging. Yep. Um, but he's still he's still day to day. Okay. So yep. I just question what that rehab process looks like. If it's if it's drinking coffee that's been doused in mayo, yeah, or if it's eating rotten bananas, bananas whole. <laughs> Maybe mixing rotten bananas into your coffee with mayo, just like a big smoothie. <laughs> big big coffee banana smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> As long as you eliminate, if you get rid of the mayo, it's maybe passable. Ugh. Maybe. Ugh. <laughs> and the banana peel. <laughs> All right. It is time for our college football upset of the week. Congrats, Jell, on the board last week, taking Utah State over Air Ow! Force. Uh, we are currently tied one to one. So who you got this week? Well, I had Tennessee ranked above Alabama in my top four. So, and, you know, Tennessee being at home, I got to give them the edge in this game. Seven and a half point dogs. Tennessee over Alabama, straight up. One point W for me. I like it. I like it. I had Tennessee, Alabama written down when I was prepping for the podcast yesterday. And a line changed in a game that I was a lot more excited about picking the underdog in. If you notice in my top six, I left Michigan out of my rankings because I think Penn State's going into Ann Arbor this week and knocking off Michigan. So I was surprised bumped up to seven points. Penn State a touchdown underdog in this one. So I I like Penn State this week. And I like Penn State to give Ohio State a good fight, too, in a couple weeks from now, too. But we'll we'll start off with Ann Arbor and Penn State walking away victorious. Yeah, I was very tempted by that game for sure. I was also looking at this uh, 
Minnesota-Illinois game, although that line dropped down to... I would have get, or I guess I wasn't necessarily looking at this for the upset. I was surprised though that Minnesota is was over a touchdown favorite. Granted, Illinois hasn't looked. I mean, obviously they <laughs> <laughs> scored nine points last week, yeah. but Iowa's they did take. They have their defense has taken care of business sucks. the last few. So yeah. I was kind of surprised to see at that point they were over a touchdown favorite. Uh, that line has dropped now down to six and a half. So I guess betters are on my side, siding on the siding with Illinois. Um, but yeah, I was just kind of surprised at that line as well. But no, Penn State over Michigan. I that would have been the other game I would have picked as well. Yep. All right, moving into NFL. Some of these games you might want to put a bet down for entertainment purposes because, like our Week Five preview, not not a ton of great games going on this week. We do have a nice rematch of that epic divisional round game last year. Buffalo returning to Kansas City. Going to kick it off there. I mean, this one should be an absolute slugfest. I want any piece of any of these offenses for my fantasy teams. And this one is going to be another shootout. The Bills offense has been on fire, rolling through everybody. And Kansas City... Just saw last Monday their offense, Travis Kelsey, four touchdowns. We'll get into that here in a little bit. But, no, this this game is going to be one for the ages, one of the better games so far this year. We'll see. I think the run games are going to have to get going in this one too. Um, Devin Singletary, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, we'll see what we got working with them but I expect another big game out of Gabe Davis expect another good game out of Stefan Diggs Um, this one is just going to be the one I'm tuned into at 315 Bills Chiefs and that is the game of the week (laughs) it's about it's about the only good game of the week I mean you know battle of obviously the top two quarterbacks in the league I'm just curious as to how I mean, it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a ton of points. I just, I think the Bills need to really try to establish something on the ground to try to keep that, their own defense off the field. Because, I mean, you see you see this Chiefs offense. Yeah, they're not as explosive without Tariq Hill. But that makes it more tiring for a defense. The way that they now can methodically operate on offense and if the Bills can't establish any sort of run game, I I mean, that defense is just going to get worn out, and we've seen it over the past few weeks where the Bills, I mean, outside of this Steelers game, obviously, but it's not like they, they have the team to run away with every game, but we saw them struggle against the Dolphins. We've seen them, we saw them struggle against the Ravens. I think I I think I give the edge to KC here, and again it's it's at Arrowhead for what's right now it, the been the best or will be the best game of the NFL season. Yeah, without a doubt. What uh, any other juicy matchups here this week, Joe? <laughs> I guess I'm gonna. You know what's what's crazy is I have to go to Cardinals Seahawks. For this battle of a disappointing quarterback in Kyler and an ex and players, a quarterback that's played ridiculously excellent in Geno Smith. Geno right now is, I mean, he's been the best quarterback in that division by, you know, especially statistically between <laughs> granted it's Jimmy G, Kyler's disappointing and Matt Stafford being who knows how healthy he is. But Geno's been awesome so far this season. Kyler's been a disappointment. This entire Cardinals team has been a disappointment. Both teams are 2-3 and right now. So I don't know how much credit I can just throw the Seahawks away. They don't even have a winning record. But they are putting up a ton of points. Cardinals have been massively disappointing. It is in Seattle. And again, as somebody, you know, I've mentioned this in the past, 
I've been to Lumen Field. I was at that game when Russell got knocked out for Gino. <laughs> Gino. Gino. And the crowd was going nuts, chanting, Gino, Gino. So they, I mean, that Hawks fan base loves the loves the dude. I have to, I mean, I got to be honest. I'm rooting Seahawks. I Okay, first off, I'm done with Kyler, so I can't, I, I can't root for that guy, I don't think. <laughs> I don't know when that, when I can again, but. I'm, but I am a, I am definitely a Hawks fan this season. Count me in. I love that Seahawks offense. They look better than they did with Russell Wilson. I don't know how to explain it. Maybe this, you know, we we had uh, co-host former co-host Rick sent to our uh, our little group chat that he said, "Am I crazy?" Or does this Pete Carroll offensive scheme work and Russell was holding it back? Yeah. Because Gino looks a lot better than Russ right now. And this and when Russ was in Seattle last year, even before his thumb injury, it wasn't looking very explosive. And Gino's been and Gino's off to an excellent start. And he did it last week. They put up 31 points against the Saints defense that, let's be honest, is pretty legit. So they're putting up points. The only reason they lost that game is because Taysom Hill went off three rushing touchdowns <laughs> and a passing touchdown. So I I, I got to give it to the. I think this game is going to be a lot more competitive than we would have thought at the beginning of this season. I'm I may have to say the Seahawks should be the favorite in this one. Yeah. No, this one is one that you definitely at the start of the season would have thought was lopsided, but Gino's kind of rejuvenated his career a little bit and looks halfway decent and has the Seahawks rolling a little bit. I'm excited, and Dynasty, I know you have him in our league record gel. Ken Walker should be getting the reins here. I'm sure DJ Dallas, your boy, will be sprinkled in a little bit too, but should get to <laughs> Go see DJ. see them uh, DJ Gino <laughs> see them going too but no Seattle's been a surprise team I don't expect them to make the playoffs or anything but they've been way more competitive than we thought and I mean I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing though because I think Seahawks fans were hoping for a top pick get their next quarterback of the future but I mean they are still 2 and 3 yeah it's not like they're 5 and 0 oh. no but I don't know. They're winning more games than they probably should for going after one of the top quarterbacks off the board. But right. we'll we'll see. A lot of season left. <laughs> a lot of season left. My only other game, I guess, and I don't think there's going to be a ton of points scored in this one. But it's Cowboys at Eagles. <laughs> I just I don't I don't know this one. It I don't think it'll be exciting. It'll be an exciting game to watch. I don't. I think it'll be frustrating from a fantasy aspect. I, like I said, I don't think there's going to be a lot of points in this one. I'm curious to see what the status of Dak is as well. Is he going to be back for this one? I know they said last week he was having a little bit of trouble gripping the football still. So maybe just leave okay, Cooper J- Okay, Jerry, Jerry said, said, that, said that. Yeah, And he says everything. He's <laughs> he, wild card of all wild cards. So I'm not putting any, any stake into, into what – yeah. Yeah, but no, it battle winner of this one will be atop the surprisingly decent NFC East. So we didn't think that was going to be a good division at the start of the year, but uh, I still don't think it is. No, but I, the Cowboys defense is legit. If their offense can keep up with other teams, then they should be fine. They'll be creeping into the playoff talk, I think, just with how down the NFC is this year. And Eagles, they're. You got your uh, friendly wager down on that one, Gel, at the beginning of the season for the division, and they're looking solid. Last uh, last remaining team standing in the undefeated category. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, uh, my like. The, I just hope the Cowboys finally figure out that Tony Pollard is the guy that needs to be fed. Like enough feeding Zeke. He's slow enough. Quit feeding him. <laughs> Zeke, 22 carries, 70 yard, 78 yards, 3.5 yards per carry. Tony Pollard, 8 carries, almost a, almost a third of what Zeke got for 86. 
10.8 yards a carry and a score. He did have a 65 yarder, so that obviously busts that bumps that average up a ton. But that's what you get with Tony Pollard, where he has that ability to run away from defenses. He can make one cut and and run past an entire secondary. Where Zeke will probably never do that again in his career. I I just think he's done. So. I, I think if the if the Cowboys really want to have a chance in this game, it's got to be more of an even 50-50 split between Pollard and Zeke. We've seen the Eagles be dominant all season long. We've also seen them kind of struggle a little bit in the second halves, especially offensively. They did put up a nice... And they only put up 20 points against the Cardinals last week. So against a Cardinals defense that really isn't all that special... No. I think I mean obviously the Eagles have the they they've got the advantage here in this game but it should be I I think it'll be competitive I think also if I'm the Cowboys I wait to put Dak in until Cooper Rush loses a game if they lose this game and Dak is fully healthy I'm riding with him next the, the following week but I don't think I can put Dak in until Cooper Rush loses they're 4-0 with him I don't know where you sit on that. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I'd put Dak back in. I think once he's fully healthy, but there's absolutely no need to rush him back until he's fully healthy, unless <laughs> no Cooper pun intended. Rush starts to <laughs> starts to slide. But no, I mean, say it every week. They just somehow keep winning games. It's not easy to win. No, it it's never easy to win. So I think you ride the hot hand. As long as you can, and uh, at least until Dak's fully healthy. But who knows when that's going to be. Yep. Last game that I need to touch on, and this is going to be... This has been this is two teams that have been severely disappointing. Jags, Colts. <laughs> Jags, sad. Sad. The Jags, I was so close. Like, so damn close to starting to trust them and starting to trust Trevor Lawrence. I was so close. And then they piss the bed against the freaking Texans, lose straight up 13 to 6. Trevor Lawrence throws a touch or throws an interception in the end zone. They and that was their that was really their only legitimate scoring opportunity for the entire day at least touchdown wise Texans are kind of feisty obviously we saw them get their that uh, miraculous uh or that maybe I should shouldn't say miraculous I should say the uh the notorious tie week 1 against the Colts but god this I mean I was so damn close with Trevor Lawrence and the Jags and Doug Peterson. I was feeling so good. And then they put up this just complete dud. And now we're, and then, then they're facing the Colts who I didn't have necessarily high hopes for them, but I certainly didn't expect them to be as inept on offense as they are ranked right now. 32nd out of 32 teams offensively in terms of points per game. Not great, Bob. Jonathan Taylor, I believe, is still questionable for this game. If he plays, that should help. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it better help. It can't get much worse. <laughs> so, you know, I, I guess I'm just looking forward to see if I'm not. I don't. I'm not looking forward to anything Colts wise. I don't want to ever watch a Colts game this season. Matt Ryan's done. He's. I thought he he's been done. I thought for two years. Now this is just kind of the the icing on the cake. Uh, to confirm that he's done, they're starting to, you know, they're starting to already dig that, dig that grave for him. But I want to see if the Jags can bounce back because that was a pathetic loss. And if they, they have a legit, they still could get this division. I mean, the Titans are three and two, the Jags are two and three, but the Titans are a bad three and two. I think that the, I still think I I still think I like the Jags for this division, but if they lose this one, I have to completely flip my opinion on the Jags because this Colts team has been pathetic all season. 
Yeah, this division is just absolute trash right now. And like you said, there seemed to be a little bit of a bright spot with Jacksonville going into last week. But then, like you said, six points against the Texans. I mean, not not great. Can't happen. No, but I think Can't happen. my biggest thing, I think, with the Colts is <laughs> Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. You can't just get some old quarterback that has had success in the past to come in and fill in a, a spot in your lineup. You need to do something different. This has not worked. You got one playoff appearance out of Phillip Rivers somehow. Granted, they were pretty decent that year. They ran into, I believe, Buffalo, and Buffalo just destroyed them. Big time. But, and they got wrecked. Yes. Carson Wentz last year did not work out. Matt Ryan... No, he is, yeah, not like you chance. said, he is just absolutely washed. And this passing game is not going to get going at all this year. So you need to just feed the ball to Jonathan Taylor and hope that you can get through teams running the ball because Matt Ryan is not going to win you any games this year. With that, it is time for our Drew Locks. If you are new to the show, welcome in. Appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe Click the bell on our YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe to all of our other listening platforms. But, uh, Jell, you are now in the lead. You got one-third of your total season points last week and <laughs> now up to 157. I am at 144. So Thank you, Travis tight. Kelsey, for yes, your four uh, touchdowns. That uh, did me a lot of good. Austin Eckler, not too shabby of a performance Austin Eckler as well. well. So, nope, you the, had a, the Brady-Evans uh, combo was... A little bit of a dud. Man, I mean, <laughs> Mike Evans was kind of a dud. Brady got, you know, nine and change. But it was obviously Eckler and Kelsey that uh, that kind of carry my team this week. Yep. But uh, so if you're new to it, each week Jell and I pick a quarterback, wide receiver, running back, tight end. Once you use the player, you cannot use them again. Whatever fantasy points they get for that week, you get to add to your score, and you can't pick the same player as your opponent. Week six, I have even weeks, so I am up first and. What have I been saying all year, Joe? You play your tight ends versus the Seattle Seahawks. So Zach Ertz <laughs> is in my lineup this week. Seattle giving up just monster weeks to tight ends. If you want to count Taysom Hill as a tight end, well, he had a fantastic week last week for the Saints and kept the streak going. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ride to ride the not so hot hand of the Seattle defense against tight ends and take Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz was my number one tight end I had written down. So yep. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right, I'm gonna kick it over to that uh I'm gonna get over to the wide receiver position. I'm gonna get a little Cooper Cuppy uh action going on. I I don't know what to make of this Carolina team, but Cup has been the only thing that has worked so far for the Rams. And the Rams are going to expect to win this game. I expect them to win this game pretty handily, even though they've been a mess as a team. Carolina's even more of a mess. I like what he's going to do against Carolina. I like it. I'm going to go over to the running back position here and... Your pick last week, Mr. Austin Eckler, had a fantastic matchup and week against Cleveland, and I am going to take the running back going up against Cleveland this week. Damian Harris is out, so I am locking in Ramondre Stevenson. I think he's oh, going to have, good a, work. have a nice game. Nice work. Nice Legit game RB1 this week, this week for RB1. any owners. Yep, RB1, so I like uh, heavy workload there going up against Cleveland and should have a should have a solid week. That's a great that's a great pick. That's this is going to be the best week for him or potentially could be the best week for him uh on the season. Uh I will go over to quarterback and guess who? Gino, Gino, <laughs> Gino. <laughs> Arizona, he's been putting up ridiculous numbers. I think I I really wonder where the Cardinals mindset is as a team. It can't be a healthy mindset right now. And I'm not saying that defense is starting to, or that team is going to be like, you know, kind of, you know, bought out, I guess. 
whatever the opposite of bought in is. <laughs> I guess it's bought out, which doesn't make any sense as a phrase. But no, I, I'm loving Geno against Arizona, and I'm going to ride that hot hand. So let's go Geno Smith. I like it. I'm going to also go with the quarterback position, and I am going to take a chance and take the quarterback opposing Geno Smith this week. I'm going to go with Kyler. I think the Cardinals running back are pretty banged up right now, so I think they're going to be forced to use a lot of that passing offense this week. And Seattle's been giving up a ton of points. Cardinals have also been giving up a ton of points, so I think this could potentially be one of those games that you just want a piece of because it could be a potentially high-scoring matchup. And again, I said Zach Ertz, tight end, should have a nice week, so I'm going to try and go with that stack. Been uh, rocking the stack so far this year, so I'll keep, uh, keep going with Kyler. Yeah, this is going to be the first week that I don't have a stack. And I'm going to go, so I'm going to, I guess I'll drop my tight end here. If this is legal, I'm going Taysom Hill. Yep. He's in I'm, that spot. I mean, he's 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 eligible in every league as a tight end. Uh, as an owner of him in two leagues, he played in one of mine. He was a, on my bench in the other. Uh, but he did end up contributing to a W in the league that I did play him in last week. I'm going to ride that while ta- while Jameis is still questionable at best, if not out again this week. I think Dennis Allen is, you know, he's like, well, he scored three touchdowns or four, really four, three on the ground, one through the air. Yep. I'm going to go, I'm going to rock some Taysom action again this week. Like it. So let's put him in there, that tight end spot. My last pick is at the wide receiver position, and I'm going to travel to Hotlanta. Triple stack? <laughs> no. <laughs> travel to Hotlanta. Jimmy G's got a nice matchup uh, in this one, and Debo gets a ton of work on the ground. So I like San Francisco to come away with a victory in this one, and I think Debo's going to have a nice game versus that Falcons defense. So fucking Debo Samuel. That's a pretty – yeah, that Falcons defense has been questionable – since the second half, as we said in the previous <laughs> week, since the second half against the uh, the the Brady Patriots that came back twenty eight three, so it's been pretty bad since then. I love that Debo pick, and he's been he's been putting up some really nice weeks lately. Running back, got to fill that one in, and I'm gonna go Aaron Jones against the Jets. That was my backup. Um, <laughs> yep, like it. I think that he's I I I think they're just at this point. It's like. Just get a freaking W. The ground game is working, and don't, you know, maybe Rodgers thought of let's air it out with 39 passes for 222 yards. He realizes, okay, we still can't air it out, and it's going to be a lot of Aaron Jones, a lot of A.J. Dillon. Aaron Jones, I think, has looked like the more dynamic back. I like that versus this Jets defense that has a lot of very – promising players but they're also still a very young team so aaron jones think he's gonna have a really nice week this week love it we'll see what happens next week hopefully i can get back into the winner's circle but gino cup uh... aaron jones Taysom hill kyler debo ramondre stevenson zach hurts yep so it should be uh some fun ones not uh, guys that crack a lot of lineups very often at least uh Especially Taysom, Gino, Gino <laughs> Ramondre, <so>. and Taysom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, that'll wrap up this episode. Can be found at Dead Arm Sports Twitter, Instagram. Check us out on Facebook at Dead Arm Sports. Guess what? You can type Dead Arm Sports into a YouTube search bar, and we will pop up. Subscribe, click the bell there, and Ding. we monitor the chat during our live recordings, typically on Tuesdays. But if you click the bell, you'll know exactly what day we record each given week. So that way you can jump on, ask us any questions you want. When we're not on YouTube, you can find Gel at Das Gel. I can be found at Das JPEG. You can send us any questions, comments there. And make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite listening platform. Send us a screenshot, and we'll get you some swag sent your way for free. Gel, what are uh, some of those platforms? You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on whatever your chosen listening platform is. 
Take a screenshot of that written review. Send it to us on our uh, on our socials again. That's at Dead Arm Sports, Twitter and Instagram at DosJPEC, at DosGel uh, as well. Or find us on our Facebook page just by searching Dead Arm Sports. Find us on YouTube. Just search Dead Arm Sports. Channel should be the first thing that pops up at the uh, top of your search bar. All right, so hope everyone has a fantastic weekend wherever you are. Hopefully your fantasy teams win. And before we get to our fantasy teams on Sunday, again, this is going to be one fine, glorious Saturday of football. So many great games to watch. So I am looking forward to being parked on the couch most of the weekend watching some football. And Joe, close her out. Commanders versus Bears gives me the runs. But at least it's still football. Let's have some fun. <laughs>